2: subscribe to the hit that line podcast network this podcast is powered by the
0: pros at pascal air plumbing and electric arkansas owned arkansas operate Gopascal.com.
2: you're listening to the bud light morning rush podcast Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
0: I'm
3: always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high, well, I'm not high right now,
0: but my day is young.
4: My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on
0: it. The Razorbacks rush across the field
5: to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair.
6: Chuck, before we talk football, I have an important question to ask. It is National Waffle Day. You can only eat waffles, pancakes, or French toast the rest of your life.
0: Which one are you going with? Ooh. uh, That'd be a tough call for me. Um, I I, I might go waffles. Go waffles? Maybe waffles or pancakes.
4: Definitely waffles, more versatile. You could put fruit on a waffle. You could have. I'm going to tell you, you go to Calico County in Fort Smith and get that pecan waffle they've got. But that house uh, syrup, they
6: did, oh, man, uh, it, uh, it'll change the world. That's the way to go. Yeah. I, l- I love French toast. Pancakes are mid to me. But waffles, as you said, yeah. I-, I went with the more versatile route. You
4: get, That's that, where- get that butter down all them little crevices. yeah, you you know, you go. To, I could go to town
6: right now and a waffle. That's the way this morning. Well, Coach was doing his show last night, and I know a lot of people were excited. Uh, it's going to look like a pretty big crowd last night,
0: Chuck. It's it's full house. Some full house. Oh. It was was fun. It was good. It was good to be back, and the coach was in a good mood, and the fans were in a good mood, just like everybody else. You know, everybody's 0-0 right now. So it was fun. We had a good time. Rashad DeBinion, Dwight McLaughlin was there as well. We're going to play some funny
6: stories. I didn't know the the origin of the the nudie story. Dwight shared it with us last night. He asked a good question. And then also the the story that Coach Pittman shared about K.J. Jefferson and Rashad DeBinion in the Liberty Bowl, I thought, stood out as well, Chuck.
0: Yeah, I guess he wanted Rashad in there on that uh, wheel route that they ran, and you know the players know each other well, and you know Coach talked about that, and um, yeah, I mean it was uh, it was good. Yeah, enjoyed it. Let's go ahead and play that clip. So again, here is
6: Coach Pittman talking about the uh, the background of. Having actually, I'm not seeing the the clip on there. We'll get it some. As you're stretching Here's, the words
4: out, trying to find it. All
6: right, let's hear let's hear right. what Nudie Chuck asked Nudie where that nickname came yeah, from. Yeah, that was good. Here's what he said about that.
4: Whenever I was younger,
6: I was in a, you know diaper back then in the day. I used to take the diaper off with the football, run around <laughs> naked. <laughs> <laughs> diaper off with the the football, Tommy, and uh just run around naked. Got the name Nudie. Well,
4: back then, you know, I don't always. You know, when, when we have a press conference following a practice I a lot of times pay more attention to what the coaches say than the players but Chuck in this environment you get them in on the coaches show you're able to I mean they're in a more relaxed environment I think I think the players portions no
0: offense to coach but I think that, that's the best part of the show well they're good and they enjoy coming out there and all of them uh, to an individual, over the years, I don't recall ever having a player out there that you looked at and thought, "Man, he did not want to be here tonight." <laughs> um, you know, so they all they all seem to enjoy it. I think they all enjoy the interaction with the fans. Um, it's a love in. I mean, let's be honest; it's a love in, and it's fun, and you know, you need that every <laughs> once in a while. There's nothing wrong with
4: that. I think that's exactly what Ruskin called it yesterday: was a love in. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good.
0: So. Well, look, here's the deal: uh, we get really cynical about stuff, but you know these are kids, and those fans are. You know that's a big part of their week, and they enjoy seeing one another. And I think it's great what they do. Huh.
4: It's always fun again, and, and the food's not bad. Yeah,
0: Wednesday. Food's always good. It's uh, fellowship, fellowship, boys. <laughs> you know. That's what it's all about.
6: Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night at seven again is when you can hear it always right here on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. dot hey, Chuck, you were talking about this on the latest edition of the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast. So, coach is done. Little Rock Touchdown Club. He's done the The Hogs Illustrated, Whole Hog Sports, Northwest Arkansas Club. He's done a good, his coaching show last night. He's been around the block this week, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was kidding him about that last night. And um, hey, these guys want to coach. That's part of the gig if you're a head coach that's why you make five or six million dollars a year you know that's not the only reason but that's part of the job and that's what they do and he does it well and look none of these guys by the time you get to this point they've said everything they can say you think about you know the middle of july you go to sec media days you're right off vacation uh... you know you're thrown into a room with a thousand guys in there and away we go and it really doesn't stop And, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, when you get up there and you do that over and over and over again, and you do it when you're tired, that's one of the things I think people forget about sometimes. A lot of these guys are doing this when they're really tired. Uh, That's when you slip up. That's when, you know, your words get twisted. And if things aren't going well, that's when people are looking for something. And, uh, you know, it's that, just, um, just one of the things they have to do. But I think he does it well. I think he uh, genuinely enjoys it.
6: He's had some fun this week. Here's him talking about the, the past events a,
5: a little earlier this week. And then we brought on Marcus Woodson, who was at Florida State, who they finished seventh in the country in past defense. We finished in the country. We finished. <laughs> We were there. They had a number for us. It was way somewhere. I uh,
6: found myself bursting out laughing when I watched that clip of him talking again about the pass defense at the Little Rock Touchdown you know, Club. That,
4: that's part of his charm is the self-deprecating humor. And yeah. not A lot of these guys are so buttoned up and take themselves so serious they would never...
0: They would never, you know, go there, and he's willing to go there, Chuck. I remember the very first time I met him. He was on the staff at Bela or with Biela, I'm sure he doesn't remember, but he came in. He was running a little late, and he sat down and said, "I'm sorry, guys. I had to put a little gel in my hair." <laughs> and uh, he kind of looked at him like, "What?" And uh, you know, that's just kind of how he is. He's one of these guys that, um, you know, if you really get him going. He's a really funny guy. I mean, I've uh, I've been around with some of these. TV people, you know, they come in if they're doing an Arkansas game, they'll um, you know, sometimes they'll meet with coaches the day before. A lot of times it's a head coach, maybe sometimes it's other guys and um, hey, I'm telling you, Pittman can make you laugh now.
6: Did you hear the clip and I, I don't have it in front of me, Chuck, did you happen to hear the clip of him talking about his ideal day, his ideal situation with Marty and McGee?
0: Yeah, I heard something about that, yeah. That
6: was pretty, uh, that was pretty entertaining. He's managed to again be the, uh, I saw he was tw- uh, trending on Twitter yesterday, or X, whatever you call it. He tends to, again, have a soundbite or two.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's really good at this time of the year, and that's valuable. And he knows it, but he also knows in his heart of hearts that, you know, what's going to happen beginning a week from Saturday is, you know, that's what determines whether you stick around or not. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've seen coaches all over the country who are glib and, Say the right things, and then it doesn't work out. So, look, he's a good football coach, and we're lucky to have him. And um, I think we're going to be a good football team this year. And and but I do think this part of the season, um, I think we realize, or this part of the preseason, I think we realize why we like Sam Pittman. Yeah. I don't think
4: there's. I mean, anyone that thinks there's a ton of. I mean, there's pressure on all of these coaches because you you make that five or six million you were talking about, Chuck. So I think there's always the pressure that comes with the expectation and that's why they're paid so much. But as far as describing Sam Pittman in a hot seat situation, I don't think any of us would do that. But I, I get the sense and the feeling, hey, he understands that 6-6 six and six last year is unacceptable. I think there's a lot of... Uh, you know, self-directed pressure put on him. And I think he knows that hey,, uh, you follow up six and six with another six and six, and you know that starts you down a path you don't want to to potentially go. So I, I think he's put a lot on him this year, and that's why there's been so many changes with the roster and the coaching staff.
0: Well, that's what, a, that's what a head coach does. When I mean, you go six and six, you make changes, and that's what they did. I don't I don't think there's anything, you know, novel there. I don't think it makes him a brilliant man. Just to be candid, I, I think he's a smart coach, and I like him a lot. But I, when you go six and six, that's a no brainer. And he's basically said a thousand times that he was disappointed with what happened last year. My sense, and I I got this during the season last year, um, before it was over, was that this was a guy who was about to really take over his program. Um, I think he got frustrated as the season went on uh, last year and you could kind of see it and feel it and I think he felt like the identity of his football team was gone and that's a head coach's job is to put your stamp, your identity on your program and I think that's what he's done. And you
6: think about again the overhaul and the defensive staff with the exception of Deke Adams adding Turner, adding some other guys who have left at this point. Tommy uh, so you, you've seen the action taken with the coaching staff changes. You've also seen, not necessarily the self-deprecation, but the fact that he's been willing to say at SEC media days and press conferences, whatever the case may be, that, and I'm paraphrasing, we let the state of Arkansas down last year.
0: Well, look, the media and fans love it when you say that. It doesn't mean anything. He knows what happened last year, and so does everybody else. This idea that a coach has got to, say, oh, I know I let you down, or that that you know, um, um, I know things didn't go the way you wanted them to go, that's just preseason talk. This guy's a fierce competitor, and these kids are fierce competitors, and they're playing for each other. They're playing for the state. They're playing for everybody out there. But uh, um, we get too tied up in that stuff when a coach says that. It's, it's uh, particularly media and fans. i, I just uh, um, sure he knows what happened. He knows better than we do. He knows what's going to happen if it happens again. I mean, you know, this is uh, this pretty basic stuff for a coach. I don't think that Sam Pittman or any other head coach goes into a season with the idea that, you know, i got to save my job. You know, if this happens again, I, I may get fired. I don't think that's what they're thinking about. What they're thinking about is I don't want to let these kids down. I don't want to let this staff down. I got people on this staff with mortgage payments and little kids and new wives and I don't want them to lose their job because if I get fired, everybody gets fired. I think those are the things you think about. I don't think that, in fact, you're not a good leader if you do. If you just sit around and think about, if I don't do this, I'm going to get fired. Well, if that's your thought, there's a pretty good chance you're going to get fired. You always
6: bring up, and you mentioned the, the kids and stuff aspect, when we think about the head football coach getting let go at any university, at any big-time place, whether it's high school, college, NFL, or whatever, it's just, oh, that's the head coach fired. No, it's the support staff. It's the GAs. It's in, A lot of times, new coaches come in. They bring their own guys. They clean house or whatever, and they don't have fat buyouts to fall back on as you're talking about.
0: So, well, look, uh, they're not thinking about. Am I going to get fired ten days or nine days from football season? We may be talking about it. They're not thinking about that. Well, he's. Uh, I, I think more. And I don't way. think anybody's going to get fired. No, no. I am to be talking about people getting fired nine days for the season. I, you know, well, will have plenty of time in November for that. Well, well, I mean, that's not. I mean, we're talking about culture
4: and mindset, and, and I think that's the thing that has changed. Is and and Kyle from Texas texted in on the mclarty Daniel hotline that Ben Souders coming in changed the culture more than anything. And I, you know I can't say whether that's true or not because I'm not in those walls. But there was clearly a a desire to change the way they go about their business, and Ben Souders hire did that.
0: Well, Coach Pittman went out and hired him. Coach Pittman is the head coach, and as I said a minute ago, I think as the season wore on last year, it became obvious to the head coach what the issues were and maybe where the issues were. And so he went out and hired somebody that he thought was qualified to change it. And, I, again, I think sometimes when we, hire, when we see these coaches hire coaches, we think that they just come in and do what they do. No, they come in and they do what the head coach tells them to do. Um, you may have done it this way at a different spot, but if your head coach wants you to do it this way here, that's how you're going to do it. You don't bring your system in and say, nah, coach, that's not the way I do it. That's not how it's done. So, yes, Ben Saunders has helped change the culture. There's no doubt about that. But it started with the man at the top, and it always does. And if it doesn't, you're in trouble. So they got
6: going with Western Carolina prep yesterday. We are having BG and Rogers text in this morning, asking that Coach Pittman not take off the foot off the gas pedal if they start running it up on the the catamounts, which I heard yesterday. Uh, Chuck, do you know? Where Cullowee, North Carolina, is the home of the Catamounts. I had to look. I it know up. it's
0: in North Carolina. Yeah,
6: I had to to look it up this morning. We it's in the southwest corner, that kind of little
4: foot or finger or toe mm-hmm. of the uh, the state of North it's Carolina. It's in Western
0: Carolina. Yeah, it's in that. It's south... in the western
4: part yeah, of the state. It, thus, the name. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's in very
6: extreme southwest. North Carolina. The closest bigger city that I saw was Asheville. It's closest to it at this point. But okay. they mentioned, uh, again, getting going on installing and stuff yesterday. When do you start kind of doing your prep and your due diligence
0: on – does that start this week or is that next week? Oh, I'll do some stuff this weekend probably. I'll do some spotting boards and things like that this weekend. You get tingles
6: in your fingers when that's first done. That stuff no, starts coming back and no, you start getting excited. I
0: don't get tingles. No, generally what I see, I still do everything by hand. I'm uh-huh. old school. I don't, I don't, I don't type things into the computer because I can't remember them when I do. Yeah. So I can write it down and remember it. So what I have is a hand cramp. That's what I get. I have to stop sometimes because I get a hand cramp.
4: Yeah. I, uh, we uh, I, don't get tingles until we stripe a four. When you stripe a four iron from about 180 on yeah, the middle of the green, now that'll now that that gets my hands going a little that'll bit that
6: you <laughs> Hands going a little bit Wear uh, uh, up a four iron real quick and you'll get excited. That's right. <laughs> For those that missed the clip of Sam Pittman talking with Ryan McGee and, and Marty Smith, here is again what his perfect day would look like.
5: Well, I wish my wife learned how to use that new fancy coffee machine I have. Because there's an hour. <laughs> and 15 minutes that I got to take her down to Starbucks. So that'd be the perfect part of that. I sleep in a little bit later, okay? But this fancy machine don't know how to work it. So that would be part of it. Then I come back, man, if I can go buy Popeye's and give me one of them $25 buckets and they got a sandwich, two sandwiches in there, and then come out and have this old cold beer, got to. And then I'd get in on the boat. If I get on the boat, I'd be touring around for a minute, and there's about eight or nine places you can get off your boat and eat. I'd probably go over Sam's Pizza and throw down a piece of pizza or two. And then I'd come back, and it'd be about six o'clock, I'd jump in the pool. Hey, you want to hear the fight song? They come set in my pool. They grab, <laughs> you know, the fight song as they come by the hogs. I do that until about time to. I'm a little older than I used to be. Maybe about nine nine thirty. <laughs> let's call it a day, boy. So check. But uh, that'd be perfect. And then the next day, I would like to do it all over again.
6: Now earlier, that'd be a full day right there, yeah. coach. Now earlier this week, he was actually brought a bucket of fried chicken and, and a six pack at the Laroque Touchdowns Club. So he, he kind of had his perfect day. Just wasn't on the lake. That was the only element that was missing.
0: He's a lake guy. You know, I think he's a he's very much a lake guy and uh, has fine out there on the lake, enjoys being around people out there, it sounds like.
6: Oh, yeah, It's a cool place. Well, that is his perfect day. I do have to tell you about a day that did not go according to this plan for an airplane passenger. Alright, it is a too stupid Thursday. Y'all, this airline passenger, I don't know how she made it through security, but she thought she had hand lotion. It yeah. ended up being pepper spray. So yeah. when she was in the airplane bathroom and think about, again, spraying about to put lotion on, yeah. I guess. Uh, that's not something I do, but apparently it's evidently she did. Sprays it. Pepper sprays herself in the bathroom. Okay. And of course it makes a huge scene. People smell it. Yeah. Sobbing, the crying. I've never been pepper sprayed luckily. Hopefully I don't ever get to that point. We could and, arrange it. Yeah, I, I'd rather not. She, along with her partner and her teenage son, were removed from the airplane and they had to stop it in Jacksonville for an emergency but this was later. the bathroom in the in airplane. In the airplane. Not, in the, tow- not airplane. in the terminal. In the airplane. How which, did she ever get on board that's what, with Peppers? That's what people were asking the question of. But can you imagine, Chuck, imagine being on, and again, team flight's a little different, but Tommy, imagine we're on a commercial flight, to like when you go to Gainesville this, later this fall, yeah. and all of a sudden you're passing over Alabama or Mississippi or something and the pilot gets on the air and says hey we have to make an emergency landing some lady pepper sprayed the plane so we have to pit stop how irate would you be at that point how do you how do you mix up pepper spray and lotion that's what I'm not getting
0: this well evidently so it can stupid. happen
6: evidently it can happen I I don't know how you get on the plane with that I, I thought that's huh? what
4: it's a PSA way you go- was
6: for it's illegal. That's what people yeah. are up in arms and wondering about. It's like, how did this make it on the I love plane? That phrase,
4: up in arms
6: to begin with. Yeah. Where's that, the outrage? Yeah, the frustration. I mean, y'all y'all probably saw the the, the lady video of her getting deep plane and yelling and screaming and stuff. I've yeah. never been a part of one of those interactions. Hopefully, never will. But. And I've never had uh, seen anyone removed from a plane or anything. But how the heck does that make it? A, and how stupid do you have to be to not notice the label? Well, I mean, and, I don't.
4: I, I've never sprayed lotion. You you, you squeeze a I, bottle. I mean, I don't know.
6: That's what I'm I. But seeing. I don't have
4: pepper spray either. So
6: this story again doesn't add up. I don't. I don't know what her deal is. But and then again, imagine being the husband or boyfriend in that situation or the teenage son. How embarrassed would you be, like knowing your mom or your? girlfriend-slash-wife was the cause of you getting removed and everyone being kicked off and
0: angry at you. Well, they'll have good stories to tell at Christmas dinner. Yeah. I guess. Remember the time.
6: Wyatt says that the Hogs won 10 games. Ty has to get pepper sprayed on the McCarty-Daniel hotline. Wyatt, that's not going to happen. Eric said he's been pepper sprayed and tear gassed before. Both suck. There's probably a, a good story behind that. I bet there is. <laughs> probably ticks the one off. Uh, Cody from Lavaca said he was in the airport Orlando through Benville for four days. Four days he was went on that. That stinks, Cody. Chuck in Greenwood says they have tags on air dryers. Why he, was he there four days? He just says he was there? We don't have the backstory? I mean, I can open the, can open the text a little well, more. Anyway. I'm just seeing the, right, the first context of the Sorry text. but. Ask. I don't think I ever want to get tear gas or pepper spray, but like you said, Eric probably has a good story behind that. Yeah. Tommy. As you said, four.
0: Well, it was days. probably at a big protest, <laughs> yeah. you know, something like that where they come out and tear did, gas. And,
6: Riot shields and
4: yeah, the, the whole.
0: Like that. Yeah.
4: I, I just don't want to give these people, I mean, and, and anyone that's ever been on commercial flight sees this, these people that, like, they can't wait to get to the bathroom on the. On on the flight, these people that are up and down go two or three times in a two hour flight. Hey, wait are till the you people turn I don't sixty get.
0: or sixty five, pal. I'm, I'm closer than you think, pal. Well, I'm just saying, you wait till you get there and see how often you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Robert and Conway said he was tear gassed at
6: uh, boot camp. You were actually asking the uh, the origin. I yep. can
0: see that. I can see that.
6: That sounds uh that sounds awful. Uh, but that's I guess you have to experience What boot camp business and when can we send you I'm not Chuck going. and I will scholarship you I'm not uh. going Jason from Mountain View it sounds like this is a military theme because <laughs> he was hit with tear gas in the military it is well, unbearable without a max
4: if you um, if you're a police officer I've got a few friends that have been state troopers and went through the academy that's part of the training you you can't administer Pepper spray. Unless you've been pepper sprayed, you same thing with a the taser. Yeah. they have to go through all that. So probably any of our law enforcement friends listening this morning have been through this. Are like you guys are soft? You well, haven't been tear gas, pepper sprayed, or tased. I know this. I've cut some jalapenos up and then touched oh my, my eye, and that oh that chop God. an that, onion up. That's that, that's enough right there for me. That's yeah. <laughs> <Is> that good. <laughs> so that's how soft I am. Yeah, leave well, the pepper spray at home. Yeah.
6: Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash HTL 50 Factor America's number one ready to eat meal kit
2: call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963 McCarty Daniel a vehicle for every lifestyle when you're looking for a new car you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust you've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas.
6: your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the
2: game starts you're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast Bud Light proud sponsor of Arkansas athletics
6: Mustard on eggs says Billy in Hot Springs. Mm, I don't know. Ketchup, maybe, but no. yeah, I, don't I don't know if no. I try that. Chuck Barrett, Tommy Kraft, Ty Richardson. Speaking of hot springs, Jason in Hot Springs wants to talk about the first Arkansas football game of the season in Little Rock. Jason go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush.
3: Hey, Todd. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Tommy. Um, I got two two questions I want to talk about. Um, how's the defense going to play out this year with the new defensive coordinator? And um, Hey, Chuck, uh, I know that we will play. Um, we know you will be doing all after this when we go to Baton Rouge on the, the following Saturday after BYU. How's the um uh, game against BYU BYU stands out and then we go to LSU on on that following Saturday we'll probably get 3-0 heading to Baton Rouge against LSU and I'll hang up listen.
6: Thank you Jason. Chuck I'll let you, let you take that second one.
0: Well, you know, the thing about the defense, I would say first, is that, you know, Coach Pittman talked some more about this last night, is you've got to be able to get to the quarterback with four guys. You know, that that allows you to do everything else that you want to do defensively. There are a lot of new players. I mean, you know, you got 38 new ones on the team. A lot of those guys are on defense, and a lot of those guys are being brought into play right now. And the portal allows you to get better in a hurry if you do it. You know, if you catch lightning in a bottle four or five times, and I know that's a mouthful, but if you can do that, you can improve in a hurry. And they've they've got enough candidates where I think that's a possibility. I expect them to be significantly better on defense this year than they were the season before um you know the 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 three games you play at home uh the byu game's the one that stands out uh because we've seen them before they've got a little bit better reputation in terms of football maybe than the other two it's a night game it's the last game before the conference opener i think that's a game where you want to click I think that's a game where you really want to play well. No matter how good you are, I think it's a little naive to think there aren't going to be some mistakes early on. Um, I'd be very shocked if they went out and played a perfect game against Western Carolina. Um, they should be better against Kent State the following week. But I think when you know you go to Baton Rouge the following week, uh, that BYU game is a game where you, know, you need to put it together. Because as good as BYU is going to be, and they are going to be a challenge, you know they're going to challenge Arkansas. They did last year, and they will this year. Um, it's not going to be like going to Baton Rouge, but you better be clicking when you head down that way. LSU's got a big ball game. Their first ball game is a huge ball game with Florida State. Mm-hmm. If they win that ball game, and I think they will, if they win that ball game, um, you know you're going to be playing a team that's you know top five, uh, a team that's rolling, that's thinking about getting to the playoff. And so you better be ready to go.
4: And you're not catching LSU following their Alabama game. You're not catching LSU the day after Thanksgiving. You're catching LSU at a place you've never had them really in the schedule. That's September with really nothing around you on the schedule to, to do anything other than you get 100% of their focus that week.
0: Well, it might be a night game, too. You never know. I mean, you still know how it's going to play out. They're going to slaughter
6: Mississippi State the week before and then underestimate Arkansas when they step foot in Baton Rouge. By the way, you mentioned that first game. Mason Smith, who's one of their star defensive linemen, suspended by the NCAA, that first Florida State game. That's going to be a really tightly contested game in Orlando. We'll see what it looks like without him for the LSU Tigers. All right, Tom Murphy now joins us here on the Morning Rush on the McClarty daniel Hotline, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And whole hog sports. Tom, Jaden Wilson's been in the green some in, in, in practice. I know Coach Pittman updated us yesterday, a little bit updated you guys here in Northwest Arkansas about kind of his status. You already lost Sam and Backe. Jaden's expected to contribute. What are your thoughts on maybe if he can't go first game, who steps up in his role?
1: Well, um, he's actually been working in the slot a little bit, and, you know, so you've got Bryce Stevens, Isaiah Satania, both there as well. Actually, the more we talk to these receivers, the more it sounds like everybody can be plugged in anywhere. I mean, we've seen Tesla on the slot. So I just think that he's in your rotation of six or seven. Now, um, if you had seen him fall in practice two days ago um, and – his reaction, you're like, oh boy, that could be really bad. Well, it turns out it's an AC, which I think was what was bothering him to begin with. Uh, but you know, I tweeted this yesterday. Good news for Razorback fans. He was catching the balls in from his teammates during drills, and you know, I didn't see him, you know, put his arms completely over his head. But he was bringing his arms up to sh- like shoulder level, catching passes, and that that's a really really good sign. So maybe you know, just a bruise or a sprain, and he can get back, you know, quarterbacks tend to make it back within, what, a couple, three weeks of an AC, and uh, he won't have near the the same type of motions, but you want him to be healthy, and you feel bad, because we had talked to him in the media room the day before that, and you could just tell how eager he was to be a contributor, he's like, man, I've been so long since I've played like I know I can play, Um, and, you know, his role was so minimal last year, I know he had a chance on a third down pass, and he dropped it in a game in the middle part of the season. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you know, there was your chance, kid. Uh, but but he's kept the faith, and uh, I expect him to be in the top six or seven this year.
6: Tom, other kind of status uh, with uh, Nathan Backs and then also Devin Manuel coming back. How, how do you think they've kind of factored back in coming back from what they've been
1: dealing with? You know, you're just, just kind of slowly working their way back. The good thing is there's a lot of tight ends. And I know he's one of the more physical ones, but now they got Francis Sherman and, you know, other guys who can be that the physical blocker type. Um, so it's not like you had to rush Nathan Back. See, he knows the system having gone through the spring and, and what have you. So he's just a good, you know, depth piece for sure at, at what could be a deep position. Emmanuel, um, I mean, to hear Sam Pittman talk the last few days, including with Chuck at the Catfish Hole last night, uh, Chambly's like... Surprised everybody, he's like been. He's a guy. Um, He's he's gotten this chance with Manuel out, and and they trust him. So um, what I think all Arkansas fans are hoping is that you get a comfy lead against Western Carolina, and you're playing Andrew Chamley. You're playing Manuel at tackle. I mean, and if you have to fit Manuel, it's okay. Um, They trust Chamley, so uh, I think there's going to be a lot of that across the depth chart where they haven't been afforded that opportunity in recent years, I think we're going to get to see that against Western Carolina Kent State.
4: You mentioned Coach uh, doing his radio show last night. He's also spoken to Little Rock at their Touchdown Club, another event in Northwest Arkansas. <coughs> so I know you pay attention and follow all of this. Anything that stood out to you in kind of his his last week of, of really doing appearances and, and things kind of outside of the normal uh, football week?
1: Yeah, actually quite a lot. I mean, we all – have a feel for what we think Sam Pittman is and and I think he said this in in Little Rock I mean people look at me and they go hey you're like a regular guy and he's like what what else am I supposed to be you know and and so I I don't know I like that about him Uh, I think Arkansas fans appreciate his um, his down to earth type you know behavior Um, yesterday he said that uh, of the 18 portal guys they expect 16 to either start or be high-impact in the rotation. That's huge. You you couldn't afford to whiff on half those portal guys. So I think they're going to get contributions from so many different positions out of portal. And just to hear the team talk, you know, the guys who are holdovers, so, you know, the guys like Ty Washington and uh, like Zach Williams and just Stewart, they see guys added at their position. And where on some teams you look at that as a threat, the way all these guys talk is, they look at it as, you know, joining a brotherhood and we're going to help spell each other and improve each other. And if you can keep that attitude, maintain it through the course of the season, through the ups and downs, um, you know, that's that's a plus for Sam Pittman. And, and what we've heard in, in the last couple of days is there was, some, there was some issues with the team last year. You know, uh, I, I think some guys started worrying about NIL money and playing time and who's, who's ahead of them on the depth chart. Um, and Sam Pittman does not want to go through, uh, you know, a, a full-court
4: deal of that again this year. Yeah, and you're uh, just talking about the, the transfer portal players and, and how many we're going to contribute. I think, Ty, you said earlier 11 of the 22 starting spots are expected to be... I counted 11, yeah. 11 players. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom, I guess that's right in line when you think about the roster turnover with 38 new players, you know, having 11 potential starters out of that transfer portal group, probably right in line with kind of what you expect with the overhaul of the roster.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think I think the portal, um, I don't study every team in the country's roster, but but I do know that the portal has been good to Arkansas. When you get a Drew Sanders, a five-star, and he has the year that he had last year, and then you can tell other portal guys, look, you know, one year, boom, this guy did it, and now he's an NFL draft pick. Um, but you, you think of different positions, defensive end, wide receiver, uh, the, the secondary, you know, even linebacker, it's, it's been high impact, and uh, I know that Sam Pittman has talked about we want to keep our identity as uh, recruiting freshman classes and then uh, bringing them up, and you do have to keep that. But if they weren't adding through the portal the way they have, their depth would be nowhere near. I, I think from the looks of this, it could be the deepest team Arkansas has fielded maybe in ever, um, but just look at the D-line. Um, look at at linebacker and you know cornerback. I feel like um, their depth is going to rival any team they've ever had.
6: Let's stay with the the transfers for a second. We're with Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. One of the guys that was with Chuck last night, Tom, was Dwight McLaughlin, Noody McLaughlin, and I think we know what to expect from him. He's first team All SEC, has voted on by the coaches. No Quincy McAdoo. It looks like. Who do you think steps up as the second-best cornerback on this team this year?
1: Well, um, Jaheim Singletary is running at the other starting corner, and who's to say that he might not have as good a year as Dwight McLaughlin? I mean, Dwight McLaughlin put his credentials; he put his film up last year. Four picks, didn't give up a touchdown until the Liberty game, and that was kind of a, a broken play where, you know, the guy was running around in the end zone. So he had a good season. Um, Sam Pittman said, I think yesterday, somewhere, uh, Jaheim Singletary is going to be a a player for them. And so I think he could be the guy. I think McLaughlin is one of the more interesting guys they've had on the team. If you guys watched, uh, they came off the field a couple of days ago, and there was a question posed. You know, if you could be a, a hero in any movie, who would you be or star in any movie? And he, he chose the Truman Show, so not only a throwback, <laughs> um, all these other guys are doing action movies like John Wick and Fast and Furious and, you know, Lord of the Rings. And Dwight McLaughlin throws out the Truman Show where like there's a camera on a guy's life. I think it was Jim Carrey. Yeah, And he's, he's like, I think I can do that. And he's such an understated, like, talks under his breath type of guy. He's an interesting character. Right. Tom, we'll leave it there. When we
4: talk again, it'll be game week. So we'll, uh, we'll see you next week here on The Morning Rush. All 'all. All right, Tom and all of our guests join us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Chuck, I thought last time when you were talking to the guys that uh, that were there with Coach, you asked him what made the other side of the ball good. And I thought some of the responses you got, I thought it was a great question. I thought some of the responses were, were, really, uh, were really fun as well.
0: You know, Tom said something there that sticks out to me. He was talking about McLaughlin, how kind of understated he is. I was struck by that yeah. last night. Not that it was bad. It wasn't bad. But we see a kid on the field, and we watch the way they act underneath that helmet. And, you know, we think that that's their personality. We think that's who they are. But then off the field, there's somebody else. Drew Sanders was like that. You know, Drew Sanders was a guy that on the field was like a monster, but off the field was just one of the nicest young men that, you know, you'd ever be around. And I was struck by that with, with, with uh, McLaughlin last night. Uh, one thing, too, that, uh, that I want to mention before we move on is that, you know, when, when we talk about receivers, we talk a lot about starters, You know, Pittman's used that term rotation over and over and over again. And I know coaches use that term a lot. But for a receivers group, he's talked about six guys over and over and over again. And Tom was talking a minute ago about all the interchangeable parts. About how, you know, Tesla may not be a wide out all the time. He may line up in the slot some. All these guys are moving all over the place. So I do think we're going to see about six guys that – Play all over the field in terms of the uh, in terms of the wideouts but um, rotation is what good teams have not just starters they have rotation and I think that you know again kind of like some of the other spots Arkansas is a lot closer maybe
7: than they've been It's Christmas in
2: July! Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
6: Coach Pittman got asked about Alex Collins and Keith Stokes earlier this week and, and gave some really cool answer, answers to both of those guys as we unfortunately have lost them within the past month.
5: I go back on the Stokes family because I was able to visit with them on Saturday and they have told me they've had a conversation that they're going to continue with the tusk. They wanted to do it and I think they're doing it in his memory and all those type things. But Alex Collins just a really good player. I was our line coach at the time when he was here and just a lot of fun to be around uh, smile all the time he came back a couple years ago and went i think it was a mississippi state game two years ago at home and uh, he came back and wanted to sit around and visit and this but if you look at uh, what people have said about him after he's passed it's true i mean he always had a smile he's always a good person always trying to do the right thing for others so he'll be missed just like the rest of the guys will so we had asked the question
6: we had people asking the question with the, the passing of Keith Stokes, who, again, has been part of the Tusk program for nearly 30 years. Would that continue? Coach just answered that for us. And then kind of the same story with, with Alex Collins. It's more of, guys, what we experienced with him off the field than what we said off the field, like Coach just said.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, I don't know what I can add to anything. And, you know, I could hear in his voice there, too, him saying that, you know what others have said is true, and there have been so many who've said a lot of things, probably better than any of us could. And um, yeah, just a, a losses that are going to be felt, no question.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like Chuck, not not a lot you nag because everyone seems yeah. to have a an opinion about Keith Stokes. I never got to meet him, so I don't have that mm-hmm. personal opinion. But the um, the opinions all seem to have that common denominator of what a great person he was, and how selflessly he was he was. Chuck, as you said, he was never in it for himself, or what's the what am I going to get out of running this program? It wasn't a business venture him, for him, it was a labor of love.
0: Well, it sounds like everything's, you know, going to continue, and obviously it's going to be much different for them, and the care of Tusk, and all the things that go into that on a daily basis I'm sure will be very, very different. I, I can't imagine uh, how different it's going to be. I, well, I can only imagine how different it's going to be, but uh, it does sound like the program will continue.
6: We mentioned earlier in the program, Tommy, a number of different high school games and junior high and stuff have been moved around and changed a little bit to try to alleviate the heat as best possible. It, you or Chuck said that at one point they did the, not the thermostat, but they tested the actual temperature yeah. of the turf. It was like 160. Yeah, I was talking to someone that
4: uh, was over at one of the high schools yesterday and had one of those. I've got one for my griddle. You know, it'll register Temperature, you just put a laser on it. Tell you what, how hot it was. Mm-hmm. They used one of those on the turf, and it was 163 degrees, uh, the temperature of the turf at two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So it's not just hey, we need to move the game back so it'll be cooler conditions. It's also that so that field will cool down. Chuck, you were right describing it. This playing on this turf, which Arkansas will be playing on turf in their first game at War Memorial. It's like playing on asphalt in, in some degree, in some ways. As far as the heat, a lot of ground up rubber pellets that are down in that turf, they heat up, and uh, that's a part of it. But yeah, uh, nearly every high school game that I've run across or seen a release on or a note on online has moved from at least seven o'clock to seven thirty. Some have went as far back as eight o'clock on Friday night, and uh, I know some of the junior high and middle school games that are scheduled on Thursday nights are, have been pushed back this evening as well to a later time.
6: Yeah, it's affected the Arkansas sports as well with the Arkansas soccer team playing. Originally, it said at 6.30 tonight. It's been pushed back to 7.30. So anyone that was planning on attending the game at Razorback Field again, it's at 7.30 instead of 6.30 tonight. We're going to save that Rashad Binion clip from last night coming up because I think there's more we can talk about that. we're running up against a break. But we, we've got a lot of tickets. We're about a week in, a, in in a couple days out again, nine days out till the game next Saturday. We've got a lot of questions about tickets to this point. We're going to have Taylor McGillis on tomorrow. He works within the Athletics Department. He does a lot of this process. He answers a lot of questions. For, for those who are attending games at War Memorial, Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, whether you're a season ticket holder, single game, we're going to get a lot of those questions answered tomorrow here at 8 o'clock. That yeah, is it,
0: Go ahead. I'm glad we're having him on. Taylor's smart kid, number one. He's- He's got all this figured out, I guarantee you. Uh, but it is going to be different. It's going to be a big deal next week in terms of how tickets work. The screenshots are gone. I'm glad we're having Taylor on. If you if you got questions about your tickets, Tomorrow, whenever he's on. 8 o'clock, is that right? 8 o'clock,
6: Chuck. That's the time to pay attention. Yep, and we will hopefully answer those, and if we have questions following his interview or later on next week, we will do our best. I've been reading up on it the past couple days and doing my best to understand all of it. That is going to do it for your Hog Update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends, as always, at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey call. 8 Sparky. All right, guys. Besides it being National Waffle Day, which I think, again, we were we we're waffle fans if we had to choose between waffles, pancakes, and French toast, it's also National Burger Day. Do you consider someone weird if they just order a hamburger instead of a cheeseburger? Now, I know there's lactose intolerant people out there. My dad, for example, tries to not eat cheese. He loves cheese, but he's, he's on this diet. It's a weird diet theme. Is it weird if someone gets a hamburger instead of a cheeseburger? At a restaurant? It's not weird. I just don't trust them any longer. You know. Okay.
0: I wouldn't classify it as weird, no, but yeah. I like cheese.
6: Yeah. Do, you, do you trust people, Chuck, like Tommy, <laughs> if they
4: order uh, a,
0: Yeah, know? I mean, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say I won't trust them, but yeah. I prefer cheese. Yeah. I, just, I mean when I make
4: burgers at the house and I've got eight burgers on the griddle or whatever, they just all get cheese. If you don't like cheese,
6: well you better tell me early. Or pick it off at that point. Yeah. It's just for me it's always been the, the type of cheese. I can't ever think of a time that I ever ordered a hamburger at a restaurant and again, without the allergy or like a diet. Well, I,
0: you're not a calorie counter yet either. Ty. That's a, a good point. You're a young guy. You're not a calorie counter yet.
6: I count my calories during the week, Chuck, but on weekends okay. it kind of goes I by the, the wayside. I'll just point. skip the bread. Give me the patty with extra cheese. Let though. us we'll wrap. Just skip the <laughs> I, I I can do the lettuce wrap. I'll just eat the patty with a with a fork and knife or whatever. B text in He is a uh, pepper jack cheese guy only. Is he A good in. selection on the McLeody Daniel hall A little spice to it. My dad got me on that as a kid. But again, National Burger Day is now. as National Waffle Day. You guys ever had a
0: waffle burger
6: before? Very good.
0: Never heard of that. Kind of, of like that. a donut burger. No, but I've had chicken and waffles. Yeah. Uh, so
6: that sounds times. that sounds good right right now. Chuck, how many faces did you recognize last night? A lot of new faces, or kind of same old crowd that you're used
0: to seeing first of the year. Well, there were a lot of familiar faces, but there are always new faces too, and um, so it was fun. It was full. It was a uh, it was a rowdy crowd. They were excited about football season starting, and yeah, there are people there that have been there a long time, but there are also people every time we do this that come up and say it's the first time I've ever been here. So um, you get some of both. I did hear
6: that the uh, ask the catch the coach segment is coming back. I know that's something y'all did for a while, and so I listened to the, the full. uh a
0: sponsored segment. Yeah, uh, so
6: <laughs> it's back, baby. You want to get right down to yeah. it. The money's uh, the money's getting flowing back in. But again, you mentioned the crowd. Coach got a, a good welcome last night.
7: Hey, let's welcome in the coach.
0: Can we do that <laughs> now? We're talking. And we had a little microphone. We had a little uh, PA issue on the first one. Well, I cut so that. Let's out. welcome the coach. Nobody can hear me. Uh, so I So we did the, it again.
6: I cut that part out. Let me out. say it again. <laughs> but he was. Uh, it was on
5: microphone. I'm gonna bearish Chuck here for a sec when uh, Coach said this. Man, they're unbelievable. Hey, can I say something? What's your show? This man right here just got inducted to the Hall of Fame of sports broadcasters, and let's get let's do something well-deserved Thank you. and Thank a wonderful you. man. Thank
6: you. Thank you, Coach. But, Tommy, I don't know about you. I don't know the, where the bigger applause was. Was it when
0: Chuck got again re oh, It was when Coach Pittman walked in, I can <laughs> assure you. That I, was a, If there had been a decibel meter, he'd have, he'd have one by a long shot. I thought it was when they brought the
4: hush puppies out. I thought that's when they got the loudest yeah. applause, but... It was very nice of him to do that.
6: uh, He's done it on these airwaves and done it to that last night as well. Well, he shared, again, some good stories last night. Dwight McLaughlin and Rashad Dabinu were there, the defensive and offensive uh, MVPs of the Liberty Bowl this last season. And Rashad had the game-winning play in that game. But I didn't know, again, the backstory behind this. Listen to Coach in that final overtime before KJ tossed the wheel route to Rashad. Kind of what happened? right before that.
5: We call the play and it's a wheel route out in the backfield. And KJ looks right at me and goes, put Dub in. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Wow. And I was going, I love Dub. He a freshman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's gone. (laughs) And you know what? The players know more than we do. He said, put Dub in. And we did. Where I was standing, I couldn't see if he caught it or not, you know, but I could pretty much tell because all the people in red were jumping up and <laughs> down and uh, but it was a pretty cool story because kj knew on that play i want him in and it was pretty cool especially for him to earn the respect he had just his first year so would kj make a great coach somewhere down the line after his
4: playing
0: days are over sounds like he's got a pretty good pulse on it there chuck well your quarterback needs to have a good pulse and in many respects when you're out there on that field in fact sometimes in all respects um, he's the leader. He's the one that gets you where you want to go. And um, you know, when you've got an experienced quarterback who says something like that, as Coach Pittman alluded to, um, you listen to it because he knows what he's talking about. Yeah,
4: and Coach taught, you know, said he, he's a freshman, but really by that point, that late in the year, the ball game, thirteen games in, you're not a freshman at that well, point. Well,
0: about all they had too. You yeah. know, if we, we forget, Rocket went down. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he was. Um, um, you know they, he played. AJ Green had a good ball game. So um, they were they were down guys there. Uh,
6: when Rocket went down again, you mentioned that AJ and and Rashad really exploded in that game. And I know we've talked about again the second stream back. We know Rocket's the first teamer. He's the All American. He's the first team All SEC guy. But guys, with Dominique back in the fold, Dominique Johnson. Rashad DeBinion and A.J. Green. Rashad DeBinion had more touchdowns than A.J. did last season. Green had a a few more yards, a little over 100 more yards. I am curious to how Jimmy Smith goes about that rotation this year. He's, he's talked about it like being a feel of some sort, but how they, again, start game one and then what it looks like, hopefully in game 13, just the rotation behind Rocket Sanders.
0: Well, the one thing that you got to remember, and you focus on rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, what you were talking about there, you think back to that Liberty Bowl. Seven pass receptions between A.J. Green and Rashad DeBinion. Um You're going to have to be a complete running back That doesn't just mean rushing yards, and it doesn't just mean catching passes. It means picking up the blitz. It means protecting your quarterback. It means throwing the right block, going in the right spot when you're not carrying the football. Um, All those things go into who's going to play. We watch the ball. You know, that's what we watch as fans. That's what I watch as a play-by-play announcer. I watch the ball. And most people that watch the games do the very same thing. They see other things. And so there's a lot more to it than just who's got the most rushing touchdowns, who's got the most rushing yards. You know, Rashad had a very good rushing game in that Liberty Bowl. And I'm not just saying that's the only game they played last year. But my point is sometimes... You have games where your backs have to do a lot of different things. Now, I think they've got more weapons in terms of their pass catchers this year. and They may not have to do that. But I know Dan Enos loves the screen game. Mm-hmm. And if you can't catch it and run with it, uh, there are going to be situations where they just can't put you out there.
6: Coach mentioned, you mentioned the blocking aspect. Uh, I saw Jonathan Williams in a preseason game a week or so ago pile drive this blitzing linebacker. We don't think about pass blocking enough, but it's a huge element in today's game. And I remember Coach saying this last year that Pittman, or Pittman was talking about how They didn't break enough tackles as running backs. I felt like Rashad was the best at breaking tackles this past
0: season. Well, you're talking about two different things. You're talking about Jonathan Williams blocking and then breaking tackles. Let's go back to the blocking part. You can have a 20-yard run as a running back, but if you miss a block on a blitz on the next play and your quarterback gets drilled and you lose the ball, you've hurt your team. You're probably not going to be out there anymore. And um, so there's a – yeah, you've got to break tackles. Everybody understands that. But um, you've, got to, uh, you've got to be a smart football player to play that position. And it's not just about toting the rock, although that is a very, very important thing. They've got four guys that can carry the ball, yeah. at least three. And if Dominique comes back and he's what he was before, he can make it four, maybe five if you throw that freshman in there. So I mean, they got plenty of guys who can run the ball. But you got to be a complete running back. And those are the guys that are going to get the most snaps. Mm-hmm. We've heard, the, we've heard the wide receivers, and I, I think a
6: running back or two is talks about the complexities of this offense at that point. I mean, that's another – I mean, we're talking about pass blocking. That's another element, too, is when those blitz situations comes and you know who to pick up or in what what lane to go on a read. I think that's, again, with a new offense, with some new element, elements, it'll be interesting to see which guys can pick
0: it up quick. Well, you're not reinventing the wheel here. It's not like they're bringing in and reinventing offensive football. Uh, you know, there's are the same I don't care who your coordinator is a lot of the things you're talking about there you got the same basic principles I don't care who your head coach is who your offensive coordinator is it's not all that complex uh, sometimes we make it out to be but uh, my point in all of this is and I don't want to just, you know go way down the rabbit hole but my point in all of this is you can't just focus on rushing stats and rushing touchdowns when you talk about who your running backs are going to be
6: Let's go to the mccarty Daniel Hotline. welcoming in Ryan in Hot Springs. Ryan, you've got some thoughts on the running backs this morning. Well, yeah,
3: I, 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 uh, I'm excited about it because I, I think it's going to be a major strength of our team. And uh, I mean, honestly, I think we're the deep. And I'm not saying this is I'm biased because I'm an Arkansas fan. I truly believe we are, the, we are the deepest running back room in the country from top to bottom. I feel like I do feel like well, our man. running backs could be. Can literally legitimately start anywhere. I'm even saying at Alabama, we have that legitimate talent. And I'm not like I said, not just saying I'm a Razorback fan. I'm I'm just I I genuinely feel that way. But um, you know, y'all talking about the screen game. I felt like we kind of got away from that a little bit last year. I'm not saying we were, you know, terrible at it or anything like that. I just it just felt like the two years prior to that, there was a little more focal point on it, and we we ran a little more. A little more and a little more effective at times. I don't know if that was because we didn't have Burks. maybe we didn't have the receiver to do that as, as well. Because it felt like at times we were a lot too, uh we used that uh, little shovel pass up the middle to rocket more, when we did uh, some of the screen passes. So I, I'd love to see us get back to that a little bit. And uh, Chuck, I wanted to say uh, congratulations on the Hall of Fame, man. Much deserved, buddy.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
3: I do hope y'all have a good day. Uh, and uh, hey, I thought I'd share this with you because uh, you know my daughter's uh, two going on three now. Every time we get in the truck, uh, you want to know what she wants to hear? Uh, the morning rush. Uh, well, uh, well, maybe a little bit, but the uh, Arkansas <laughs> fight song. All right, so Every time we get in the truck, she she'll go, "Hey, daddy, woo pig, woo pig, daddy." Like, All right, baby girl.
6: So, thanks to share that with y'all. Hope y'all have a great day and go home. Ryan, I got a quick question before you go. So You've okay. he, got a young daughter. I've got a friend that's currently with his wife in labor right now. How how early is too quick to put on a, a Razorback onesie of some sort within the day, uh, the week? Uh, within the hour. Within yeah. the hour. Yeah. Okay. My, right.
4: Both my kids uh, left the hospital with a Razorback. Did call. they really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, if, yeah.
3: There's, um, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, my wife, right, Who's a uh, Arkansas fan. Uh, first, but for whatever reason, she just loves Nick Saban. She just oh, she gross. loves his interviews. And all, anyway, so to give me a hard time, she's been getting my daughter to say "roll tide" and then now it turned mm-hmm. into a game where my, my daughter wants to argue. So she'll say "roll tide" and she wants me. To say, she wants me to say Roll Pig. Yeah. Well, uh, the other day I had sat down with her and I was like, "Look,
4: that's a no-no in this house." Yeah. So
3: hey, later, uh, the, uh... that, that even.
4: The number for day the, day the, day. the number for the Department of Human Services yeah. (DHS) is five hundred one. You want to write this down? Yeah, you might want to have a conversation with them uh, hold, about on
3: that. Se- hold on, sec. Yeah. Hey, hold on, a se- <laughs> sec. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if y'all can hear, but hold on, a sec. Wait, wait, say it again. Say <laughs> <Stay> louder.
6: <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I can pig, slightly. Yeah, slightly hear it. Yeah. Well, Ryan, we pre- you have a good day. Yeah, Ryan, appreciate your call this morning. That's uh, yeah. Come on, teaching your daughter yeah. to say "roll tight. Yeah. I listen. My stepmom's an Alabama fan. It's something I have to deal with on a regular basis, but. To have to marry someone that's an Alabama fan, I guess it's a different. Well, you story. made
4: that choice, so that's yeah. my
6: dad. That's the one. Listen, the one thing that she has done wrong in my life is supported the Crimson Tide. But that's a, that's about it. But back to the again, the running back situation. I mean, Burks. What Burks did for that offense two years ago, he had all eyes on him twenty four seven. I mean, that was the guy, and he still somehow, some way, was an incredible wide receiver. This year, again, we we saw what Enos did in twenty fifteen. We've seen what he's did at other pit stops the offense to be explosive this year?
0: I think they'll score points. You know, it all ties together. Um, You know, Burks helped every aspect of the offense when he was here. Running game, passing game, everything. I mean, when you've got a player like that, um, I'm excited about their possibilities. I mean, I'm excited about the running game and I think they'll score points. I think they'll move the ball. They're going to be young at the tackles on the offensive line. And if I was looking at one thing right now, um, you know, they got to be good there. If they can be good there, if they can be serviceable there, um, I think it's an offense. I, you know, explosive is a powerful word. I, you know, but I think they've got the potential to score a lot of points
6: all right again these stories when it comes to funny arrests always seem to stem out of florida guys a florida man still stole nearly eleven thousand dollars worth of meats from the bayshore mediterranean grill which is a popular local restaurant in florida he has yet to be identified to this point it's one of those things again you get them on camera and they put it out on social media they try and figure it out but why would you wanna steal like all that meat, even if it's your favorite restaurant? I, I, I sometimes I read these stories and I don't I know drugs are involved sometimes, but I don't get what goes through people's heads. Eleven thousand dollars nearly worth the meats this guy stole. I'd like to know how he did it. Did he break into their cooler, their, in, their freezer? They broke into the
4: restaurant. No, you're tell, broke what, what,
6: into what, what, the walk in. Uh, is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sell it, Ty, that's fine. You go sell it. On the black meat on the black market. <laughs> Let me read this other story. This is from Lawnwood, Florida. Five women were arrested because they intentionally, allegedly, clogged this toilet in central Florida at a wing joint. Uh, that again, they were asked to leave. It was closing time, and they kept stuffing the bathroom with toilet paper because they were apparently mad that they were being asked to leave. And one of the women allegedly punched the supervisor in the face with a closed kit. They only cost twenty dollars worth of damage, though, is the estimated value. Which again, twenty bucks is nothing. But if you're asked to leave, if the restaurant's closing down, and for what it's like a bar closing, hey, everyone, get out, lights on, get out. Or in this situation, hey, we've got to clean, we've got to get up. It's it's past closing time. You need to leave. Like it's it's just as simple as kind of dry as that. But apparently these these five women. Uh, didn't like that very much. Is that what there, you absolutely. do at closing time? You just leave? Yeah, and I, I abide by what the bouncers or <laughs> or whatever one tells me at are this you, point. Are you there a lot at closing time? Uh, yeah, pretty oh, much. No, I was <laughs> like, when we played golf last week, <laughs> I was up till uh, 4 a.m. the previous morning. Yeah. And that's probably why I played so bad. That's the yeah, only that's reason. That's the only reason. That's yeah. the only reason I was oh. not striping it in the fairways at that point. But, Chuck, uh, I, I don't anticipate you, you stay past closing time at restaurants. When you get asked to leave, you pretty much go. You're not going to, there's not a position. I'm totally
0: lost in this discussion, but yes, I, I'm, I'm generally not there when the lights come up. These, I just try way. to avoid women that can clog a toilet. That's all I try to, well, they to kept,
4: do. Apparently they apparently. <laughs> obviously
0: were not ready to leave.
6: Yeah, they kept stuffing it with toilet paper. I don't. I don't know why they. They thought they I'm gonna could. I'm going
0: to guess alcohol might have been involved. And, you
6: know, there's a very good chance of that. There wasn't a toxicology report in the article I was reading, but or a, or a toxicology report. Yeah. Or one. you know. What was it? How do you say Tox, toxicology? Yeah. Okay. That there wasn't one of those in the uh, in the, oh, the story I was reading, but I have never had to take one of those, so I I don't know. How necessarily I had what you say? May administer to- one during the break. Toxic? <laughs> how they? You say toxicology? Toxicology. Yeah. Okay. And you use the uh, what's the what's the advice they administer to, to test you your VAC? Did
0: you class? I just gotta ask. <laughs> did you take a class? I got a B in Lit One
6: and a B in Lit Two at the University of Arkansas. Okay. Megan Joyner I think, was my teacher. If i remember that right? Hey, Chuck, let's go ahead and have these on the dictionary for him for Christmas just, this year. Uh,
0: I'm, you know,
6: <laughs> okay. Potato, tomato—it's—it's it's not that big of a deal at that point. That's why you guys are here to help Edge and on some of this mm. stuff. That wasn't in the job description. Toxicology, yeah. Toxicology, not toxology. Toxicology, yeah. okay. I've got that down now. But yes, that was probably involved at this point. It's always the Florida people, man. I don't know what the deal is with goes on in, in Gator and Seminole Country, but it's the heat, man. I guess you heat's about the heat the heat. making us all, sa- all here. sound and act stupid. Yeah.